Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Praise be Jesus Christ, we are back. This is Sister on You Stay. And this is Sister Veritas. And it's a delight to be kind of coming into a landing here with this season, um, second to last episode in the season. Mm-hmm. And we'll be looking at the conclusion of Evangelium Vitae, or the Gospel of Life. Yep. And uh, it's a really beautiful conclusion. And just kind of, it's not very long, it's short, but it's drawing together kind of all the treasures of the mm-hmm. Gospel of Life. And really... Um, Looking a lot at Our Lady and the sign that she is for us. Yeah. Uh, really, it's really powerful. You know, and even before we get into it, Sister, you're speaking of signs. The love you signs. Know, I do think it's part a rich part of the Catholic faith and life. And whether you're discerning a vocation or looking for the Lord, how he's loving you, that it is. It's kind of an inclination of the heart, uh, especially a heart steeped in faith, to look for signs. Mm-hmm. To look for signs of God leading us, God blessing us, God answering our prayers. Yep. And I don't know, did you have any stories about signs? I do. Hmm. Well, one of my favorite stories I've ever heard is from a priest. He's sharing about his friend who was basically fighting a call to the priesthood and like mm-hmm. resisting it with all his might, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just really didn't, you know, want to do that. And um, <laughs> so, but he kind of like, okay, he's like, I'll pray a St. Therese Novena, you know, just to... Hey, God bless him. Yeah, it's, a, it's a man of character. Yeah, he's for still, courage, you know. Yeah, still willing to say the prayers. Yeah, but but he <laughs> he arranged on the ninth day of no, the Novena mm-hmm. um, to be fishing uh, in the middle of a lake all day in a, in a boat <laughs> to be as far away from any opportunity to receive roses at all that day like you know so that hysterical he couldn't be confirmed you know in his vocation and uh so he's he literally he was there he's in a boat in the middle of the lake spending all day fishing and at a certain point he looks down over the side of the boat and there's a long stemmed red rose crazy. beside the boat he's like ah that's amazing <laughs> anyway long story short he's now a priest praise be to god yeah it's just it's a great story Oh my gosh, yeah. sister. It's yeah. powerful, though. The Lord finds us. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, he, yeah. he answers our prayers. <laughs> it's amazing. What, what about you? Do you have stories? You know, one of my favorites, actually, because I think signs can be a great gift to strengthen our faith. You know, we don't want our faith to depend on them, you know, whether or not we get them. But we do want to look to the Lord in faith to be strengthened. And I think one of my favorite stories is... A number of years ago, my duty area was car um, maintenance. Ah, yes. And for, you know, a good sister in the convent, car maintenance is always, yeah, it's it's a full-time thing because <laughs> of our fleet of cars is, you know, they have different ranges of needs and everything else. Right. Uh, and you got to just keep maintaining them or mm. they fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Which does happen, too, on yeah. the, right on the road. Anyway. So I would often go to this mechanic in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the mechanic, he was great. He was open to us and, you know, kind and cordial. But the whole reality of faith was challenging to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd be like, yeah, it's great, sisters. It's great that you believe. And, you know, cheered us on. But, uh, you know, you could see he, was, he wasn't quite in the game himself. And I remember going one week and, you know, bringing a car in. And, and the poor guy, he was totally totally grieved because he had just lost his dog 
and and it was it was actually oh my goodness yeah. I remember when I lost my dog yeah. and it's sad man's and best friend man's man. best friend they're such companions mm-hmm. and it was a darn good dog he showed us pictures of the dog <laughs> and he had this dog was old right mm-hmm. uh, and so he was so deeply grieved I can't even tell you and wow. uh, really looking for a consolation looking for a sign you know it's, in a sense this really brought him down to the bottom of his own heart yeah and so we're like, you know, we're going to pray for you mm-hmm. and um, just spend some time with him. And sure enough, we had to go back a couple of weeks later because <laughs> Car had another problem. And, you know, he had this huge smile on his face when we wow. went back to this mechanic. And we're like, gosh, how are you doing? You know, you look great. He's like, sisters, you would not believe what happened. Yeah. And we're like, tell us. And basically he said, that he had said a prayer to the Lord and asked for a sign. You know, just, gosh, you know, where are you? And in the sense of my heart's broken, I lost my best friend. Mm-hmm. And literally he was driving home that day and he looked up in the sky mm-hmm. and it was a perfect dog paw <laughs> with clouds, like a cloud dog paw in the sky. Unmistakable. That's amazing. Totally unmistakable. <laughs> so much so he took a picture and he showed us. Wow. And it looked exactly like a dog paw. That's amazing. And for him, it was powerful because it brought an awareness to his heart that there was a God of love, mm-hmm. a God who heard his prayer, a God who cared about his sorrows, a God who had him. Mm-hmm. And it was so powerful for him. And really, this was a, a huge step for him coming back into a life of faith. Wow. And it, again, God uses everything. 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 And he's constantly seeking to speak to us mm-hmm. of his love, which is always and in all things. And yes, that we might have eyes to see mm-hmm. and receive these heavenly gifts as they come. But I think, yeah, as we're thinking about uh, this conclusion in this beautiful document, that the scriptures allude to this gift we have in Mary. And we're going to unpack that a little bit more in this episode. Sounds great. Should we start with a prayer? That sounds great. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we praise you, we thank you for your mercy and your blessings. Lord, we thank you for um, making us for your life and your love, for calling us ever deeper into your heart. We pray, Lord, that you seal the graces that you've given us. Help us to be signs of your presence uh, for others. We entrust our hearts to you and to our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of Life, pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. I just love at the beginning, the first point in this um, conclusion And it just says, at the end of this encyclical, we naturally look again to the Lord Jesus, the child born for us, Mm. that in him we may contemplate the life which was made manifest. And it just made me think of um, just seeing a little baby today, Mm -hmm. I to say hi, and, you know, big, big chubby cheeks and totally asleep in the car seat in the car and the sun kind of on her face and just knocked out. Like, just great. But you just, what is like, what's the initial reaction? You just want to look at the baby. Mm. and just look and is there something you're just captivated Mm -hmm. Um, but it's i just love that how the holy father is bringing us back like let's look again at baby jesus amen Uh, let's circle all this whole encyclical let's circle back to him yeah it's very powerful sister in the sense 
The mystery of Christ's birth, the encounter of God with man, takes place, and the earthly journey of the Son of God begins. I love this, a journey which will culminate in the gift of his life on the cross. By his death, Christ will conquer death and become for all humanity the source of new life. Mm-hmm. So as we look at this child, the child Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, think about the meditations or the thoughts you've had around Christmas time mm-hmm. and looked at a crash, pondered the manger scene, gazed upon this little one who has ushered in our salvation, mm-hmm. in whom we have hope and joy and peace. And it quickly then turns to the one who received, mm-hmm. said yes, was the first one to give per- God permission to yeah. welcome this life into her own, and that is Mary, the Blessed Mother. It's just so beautiful how John Paul II looks then to Our Lady and brings her in as she is so close to the gospel of life, Mm -hmm. that she has participated intimately in this gospel and in nurturing it and bringing it to life. Because the gospel of life is Jesus Christ and all the promises that Mm -hmm. God the Father has poured into him. And she had such a crucial, critical role mm-hmm. to to bear this life to the world. And as we think of her, again, in his typical hidden fashion, he's not mentioned in the conclusion, mm-hmm. but St. Joseph. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was safeguarding this whole mystery as well. Yeah. And so good to mention him as he was backing up both the Blessed Mother and this child Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just this image of the beauty of of family, a family love. Mm-hmm. And also marveling, like Mary didn't have to say yes, right? Mm-hmm. Like God didn't force her. She's a free being. She could have said no. And goodness, like our world would have looked very different, right, if she had not said yes. But in that way, she's also a model for us of, of our own. Like we can say yes to the Lord's life and love. We He's entrusted us with that free will. And it's just amazing. Like all of our yeses, like we have that capacity to say yes to the Lord's life and love. Mm. But in a way, like all of our yeses stand and rest on Mary's yes. Amen. Um, she who, in a way, and it sounds a little shocking to say, but she who made salvation possible in the sense, as, as we know it, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense of Jesus Christ saving us from our sin. It, it's really, she's amazing. Blessed Mother's amazing. She's amazing. Well, and this is what the conclusion really focuses in on is if we are going to be at the service of the gospel of life, our Blessed Mother is going to be involved and mm-hmm. actually get her on board. Mm-hmm. She knows how to grow this life. She knows how to intercede and pray for the world. She is our mother. Mm-hmm. And she's an image of the church, right? Mm-hmm. The church is a mother. She is the mother of all who are reborn to life in her son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we are wise as church to contemplate Mary's motherhood. Mm-hmm. Because in this way, the church has grown strong mm-hmm. and in truth. In a sense, you see this complement mm-hmm. and this strengthening of each of the two. The church as mother, Mary as mother, and pondering these mysteries, mm-hmm. allowing the Holy Spirit to bring these mysteries into the heart of our hearts and seeing in Mary a model of how, as this document says, life should be welcomed and cared for, mm-hmm. especially that life of Christ. Even as Christian disciples, as I want Christ to live deep within Mm -hmm. and be the source of my life and be conformed to his mind, his heart, his love, love with Mm -hmm. his love, asking Our Lady to pray for you, Mm -hmm. to teach you, to draw you into deeper relationship with her spouse, the Holy Spirit. We all need this Mm -hmm. as we seek to build a culture of life and be at the service Mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. She will teach us. Yeah. She'll also kind of give us the strength as praying for us for the grace to let ourselves be kind of taken intimately by the Lord and, and by the church, you know, as you're saying, being welcomed and cared for. 
And I think it brings us really beautifully into number 103, mm-hmm. where it talks about the mutual relationship between the mystery of the church and Mary appears clearly in the great portent described in the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, where it says, A great portent appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. How beautiful. I mean, for me, it immediately, this I always imagine Our Lady of Guadalupe, because it's very close to this description. Mm-hmm. Um, but just this um, this mother who is, again, clothed with the sun, which is, like, amazing, mm-hmm. um, and the moon underneath her, and crowned, but yet worshiping the Lord, mm-hmm. right? She is not, she's not a goddess. She's she's a creature worshiping the Lord. And it's, it's really beautiful. And, like, in her, we can actually, as it says, the church recognizes an image of her own mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really powerful. It is very powerful. They speak in this document of the woman of glory in whom God's plan could be carried out with supreme perfection. And this stunning image that you speak of, Sister, in Revelation, and the book of Revelation is always kind of like, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on here? But as you look deeper into these signs, into these symbols, what we see here is, and it comes from this document, the church is fully aware that she bears within herself the Savior of the world, Christ the Lord. She is aware that she is called to offer Christ to the world, giving men and women new birth into God's own life. But the church cannot forget that her mission was made possible by the motherhood of Mary, who conceived and bore the one who is God from God, true God from true God. Mary is truly the mother of God, the Theotokos, in whose motherhood the vocation to motherhood bestowed by God and every woman is raised to its highest level. Thus, Mary becomes the model of the church, called to be the new Eve, the mother of believers, the mother of the living. Wow. Yeah, this is a, a stunning conclusion in that it really is a meditation. Mm-hmm. It takes on a different quality. Mm-hmm. St. John Paul II here is really ending with a meditation mm-hmm. and inviting us into such yeah. to behold our mother mm-hmm. as Jesus invited John to do at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. Look to her. See in her a mother, a model, a guide. Mm-hmm. And this is important that all of us in our, our lives of Christian discipleship formally invite Mary mm-hmm. to be with us, to walk with us, mm-hmm. to care for us, to bring her our concerns, the burdens of our hearts, uh, to look to her, to ask her spouse, the Holy Spirit, to inspire mm-hmm. uh, how we put our gifts at the service of the church and our gifts at the service of life. That She will guide us in a depth of prudence and inspiration. Mm-hmm. And on that, like letting ourselves in a way, because we're, we're members of the body of Christ, we're members of the church, and we're, you know where it says, as, as you read, the church is fully aware that she bears within herself the Savior of the world, mm-hmm. Christ the Lord. Like, are we fully aware? You know, as baptized Christians with the Trinity living in us, are we aware of that? We bear within ourselves the Savior of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the image of Mary, as you're saying, model and guide, letting that radiate out. Like, I, and it sort of sounds like, am I being presumptuous? No. Like, I have what you're looking for. <laughs> I have the answer that your heart is thirsting for. Amen. I know him. His name is Jesus, and he's calling your name, you know? Amen. Um, and I know as sisters, like, we've definitely experienced this, right, on the streets or mm-hmm. people drawn almost inexplicably. Why do I want to talk to us? Well, it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And actually, we're all called to this, whether we're religious or priests or not. Mothers, fathers, college students, you have Christ living in you. Yeah. Let him radiate. Let him draw souls. Be fully aware of that reality. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine if we actually lived fully aware of that reality all the time. 
Yeah, sister. It's amazing. Well, it's powerful, and you speak of it beautifully. And it brings us into these following paragraphs, which I know I have spent a lot of time and are deeply consoling to me. And there's a few lines here that are so helpful. Like the church, Mary, too, had to live her motherhood amid suffering. Mm -hmm. And the paragraph above, referencing the reality that spiritual motherhood, the labors that we will endure as church towards mm -hmm giving birth to souls and giving Christ space mm -hmm. to be who he is in people's hearts, there is going to be spiritual battle. There mm -hmm. are going to be labor pains that there is this tension, the forces of evil, this document says, still roam the world and affect human hearts, offering resistance to Christ. We battle this within ourselves. Mm -hmm. I love this. John says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Mm -hmm. And in this, it's like, what does it present? First, there is going to be a struggle. Mm -hmm. We are going to suffer along the way. There is going to be battle. And yet in that, the victory has been won. Mm -hmm. We have invincible hope. We have the great gift of knowing that Jesus has won the victory. Mm -hmm. And that, yes, may we labor in faith mm -hmm. in this God of life mm -hmm. who will bring his light as we dare to bring him into the darkness. It's powerful. Now, what does that look like, like practically or like tangibly, like um, how to let his victory live in us, how to like even tips for like, because I think you're right, we all go through spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. What yet, yeah, like how can we engage that in a way that's fruitful and doesn't spin us into a spiral? Yeah, no, I think it's a great question, sister. Um, and I think a huge reality is looking to Mary, uh, praying the rosary, mm -hmm. uh, living daily lives of prayer, finding a place in our lives to stabilize us, to anchor us in God's love, mm -hmm. looking for him, you know, looking for him in the people that we encounter, looking for him in the events of our lives, mm -hmm. in and through a lens of faith. I don't know, those are some things that immediately roll off the top of my mind. How about you, sister? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I really like what you said about looking for him, because I think sometimes we can stop looking for him and then things get worse, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, daily prayer. I think actually taking the time, I know we said it before, but leisure, true leisure, mm -hmm. um, and which kind of deflates the devil a lot. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Also like talking to somebody you know, like a good friend or someone, kind of a spiritual director or a priest, you know, basically being able to articulate the battle with people like, hey, I'm really struggling with this thing. Uh, can I talk to you? Because that also deflates the devil. You know, he, he doesn't like his, his, uh, tricks to be known. So I think that's really important. And it brings light, as you're saying. Let's, it lets light shine in the darkness. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes, yeah, sister. Well, and even drawing strength from the words in this document, and I, I'd love to read to you at length here. Mm -hmm. It says, like the church, and I said this, Mary too had to live her motherhood amid suffering. This child is set for a sign that is spoken against, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. That thoughts out of many hearts will be revealed. That's from Luke 2, 34-35. And John Paul II says, The words which Simeon addresses to Mary at the very beginning of the Savior's earthly life sum up and prefigure the rejection of Jesus and with him of Mary, a rejection which will reach its culmination on Calvary. Quote, standing by the cross of Jesus, end quote, John 1925, Mary shares in the gift which the Son makes of himself. She offers Jesus, gives him over, and begets him to the end for our sake. The yes spoken on the day of the Annunciation reaches full maturity on the day of the cross. When the time comes for Mary to receive and beget as her children 
all those who become disciples, pouring out upon them the saving love of her son. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Mm. Wow. I think it captures it beautifully and well. And this is a place to really ponder, Mm -hmm. to ask the Holy Spirit to stir up in our hearts the invitation that God has made to us. Where Mm -hmm. is he inviting our yes? Mm -hmm. And how do we see it through to the end? Mm -hmm. Because I think it's one thing to say, yes, you know, amen, Lord, I'll follow you. And it's another thing to follow that through Mm -hmm. to the end, which will draw us through the Paschal Mystery, which will, as we saw in Mary's life, that yes reaches full maturity Mm -hmm. as it is, in a sense, crucified. Mm -hmm. And on this side of the veil, yeah, that we can expect that mm-hmm. in the life of Christian mm-hmm. discipleship. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to fear. Mm-mm. It's nothing to hold at arm's length. It's actually something to lean into, knowing that we are going to join Christ even more intimately in our in our own experience. He's going to live the mystery of his life deep within us, and that we will be participating in this work of redemption, mm-hmm. and it will bring grace to our lives and to all those mm-hmm. around us. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's a, it's a bold mystery to ponder, mm-hmm. and it requires us actually to step out with a courageous faith as we seek to give our yes to God's invitations and live Mm -hmm. with total self-gift and fidelity. Mm -hmm. This faith in the resurrection, even in the midst of darkness, I believe, Jesus, that you will rise. And an image that came to me as you're speaking was, um, I haven't seen it myself, but it was a play written by Father Peter John Cameron, who was the main editor for Magnificat for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's a powerful image I've heard of a number of times from people is what he has our Blessed Mother do at the uh, crucifixion scene when the body of Jesus is taken down from the cross and Mary's holding the dead body of Jesus in her arms. Mm-hmm. In that play, she then she begins to sing the Magnificat again, the one that she sang when she visited Elizabeth. And this total act of faith and praise, but standing in in that faith in the resurrection, um, which again, as you're saying, we're we're called to and to be so intimately united with Jesus. Yes, um, and it's and it's that faith and that light and that love that overcomes evil, Amen. that overcomes Satan and darkness and hell. And I think that brings us really well into our, the next point, uh, 104. Mm-hmm. Um, that this image of you know, yes, this image of the woman in the heavens. But also this great red dragon, right, in the book Mm -hmm. of Revelation, um, which John Paul II says represents Satan, the personal power of evil, as well as all the powers of evil at work in history and opposing the church's mission. Yeah, sister, it's, again, we're tapping into a powerful place in scripture, which reveals so much to us. And I think first, as you're speaking, Mary knew suffering. Mm. Mary knew struggle. Mary was not you know, walking on clouds throughout her life. She is an incredible woman mm-hmm. of faith and of courage mm-hmm. and all of that sheds light on it. And she was living at the center of an epic battle. Mm-hmm. Actually, and it's kind of cool. She's like, I've lived it and I want to walk it with you too. Mm-hmm. And even it says this, she brings light to us, the believers who are following after her, that yes, we're going to have the powers of evil and there's going to be opposition. And yeah, a lot of this fired at her. She had to flee with Joseph, right? And the child Mm -hmm. to Egypt. She Mm -hmm. was immediately under threat. And looking at Mary, what we actually are able to receive and perceive deeply is that, again, this document says, to realize that life is always at the center of a great struggle between good and evil, between light and darkness. 
that yes, there is a dragon and he wants to devour that child, this figure of Christ whom Mary brought forth. And we must, the church must oppose um, mm-hmm. unceasingly and seek to be that light in the darkness. And yeah, it's powerful. It's a powerful summons. It's a powerful image. And it gives me mm-hmm. courage that Mary has lived this and she wants to mother us mm-hmm. in making safe passage to mm-hmm. the heart of the Father and carrying that light of Christ within our hearts as we go mm-hmm. and protecting that light. Mm-hmm. And so we have some really powerful forces that are for us mm-hmm. in this. As much as we need to acknowledge, this is going to be a battle. Yeah. And yet only looking to the darkness and the battle enough to be aware of how we need to follow Jesus Christ, to mm-hmm. keep our eyes ultimately fixed on the light mm-hmm. and on grace and on what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Because that is ultimately what is going to help us to overcome, push through, mm-hmm. find our way, and never be separated from Christ. Nothing, right? Yeah. Scripture tells us nothing can separate us from the love of Christ right. and allowing the peace of Christ to protect and hold our hearts there, That's so, wherever we're standing. That's so important, sister. To look to him, to rest in him, and yet not mm-hmm. to let ourselves be distracted by the evil, you know, or focus too much mm-hmm. on it, but focus mm-hmm. on the light. And, uh, and you know, it's like in Mary, like, you know, she crushes the head of the serpent. In her, you know, with her, we can crush the head of the serpent. It reminds me of um, a normal convent experience of um, heebie-jeebies. Oh, yeah, they're the worst. But we might have talked about them before, but they're really gross. They're yeah. like house centipedes and have like a gazillion legs and they yeah. just kind of show up exactly when you Ooh. don't expect it. And, but it's kind of like this as sisters, it's like an act of charity, you know, for ourselves and others, like to crush the head of the, yeah. the serpent. Yeah. You get a fight, <laughs> you know, but it's like an image. You just gotta, it's like, no, you will not hurt my sister, you know, <laughs> and it's, but it's true. And it's, it's a, there's a lot of courage. I can tell you there's a lot of grace for the world Amen. for sisters who, who do that. Amen. Um, but yeah, and it's like, and we can win grace for the world through our little acts of love, our little acts of courage every day, and choosing Jesus, looking to Him, um, mm-hmm. even when we're tempted to go into the interior interior spiral or our dis- discouragement or despair, mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. to turn to Him, and also to, as you're saying, to look for Him in others, and that He's present. And John Paul II talks about this, right? Again. Uh, he says, by his incarnation, the Son of God has united himself in some fashion with every person. It's amazing. It's amazing. And this next line is actually stunning. It, he says, it is precisely in the flesh of every person that Christ continues to reveal himself and to enter into fellowship with us. So that rejection of human life, in whatever form that rejection takes, is really a rejection of Christ. Mm. Wow. Wow, sister. Well, and it also encourages us it's worth the fight. Mm-hmm. It's worth the battle. That it's sacred ground. And as he ends this section, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brethren, you did it to me. Mm-hmm. And this is what brings life to life. That a kind word to someone, a smile towards someone, mm-hmm. uh, a high five uh, to a little kiddo who just scored a basket. Yeah. That's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it, it brings life. It brings meaning. Nothing would again be casual or small mm-hmm. because we have a way to uphold, to protect, to be for this sacred reality next to us, which is the human person. Mm-hmm. And it's an incredible thing once you start thinking about it. It's amazing. This is, it's like life is sacred. Yeah. And as you're able to step into it and be present to that reality, yeah, life transform. Mm-hmm. Life changes. There's no going back. Mm-hmm. Once your heart knows that and can perceive that reality, 
it brings a whole new depth and meaning to every moment mm-hmm. and to every encounter. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful way to live. And it's the way God has made us and calls us to live. It's true. It's like, I don't know who, I forget who said this, but like the next most sacred thing next to the blessed sacrament is your neighbor. Yeah. Right? There it is, it's sister. Like, what? Yeah. Right? Even, and even when we pray liturgy of the hours, right? If we're not praying it in the chapel, what do we do? We actually face, it's a tradition of the church. You face each other. The yeah. two sides face each other. Uh, because that's the next most sacred thing to the Blessed Sacrament, and, acknowledge, and acknowledging and reverencing the presence of, of God in them. That's so beautiful, Sister. Yeah. Well, it does. It all brings us, like, yes, this document has led us into many places, and deep places, and dark places, and yet this last paragraph, death shall be no more, the splendor of the resurrection, that all will pass away into this great mystery mm-hmm. of the resurrection. It begins, the angel's annunciation to Mary is framed by these reassuring words. Do not be afraid, Mary. With God, nothing will be impossible. Mm -hmm. And so it says the whole of the Virgin Mother's life is in fact pervaded by this certainty that God is near to her and that he accompanies her with his providential care. The same is true of the church, which finds a place prepared by God in the desert the place of trial, but also of the manifestation of God's love for his people. Mary is a living word of comfort for the church in her struggle against death. Showing us the Son, the church assures us that in him, the forces of death have already been defeated. Death with life contended, combat strangely ended, life's own champion slain, yet lives to reign. It's so awesome, sister. Mm -hmm. The victory of love. Uh, mm-hmm. The victory of the resurrection, and that yeah, death is defeated. Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord. He's the boss. He's risen. You know, and the, the certainty that God is near to us, right? And it makes me think of um, our sisters. A lot of our sisters write music, mm-hmm. um, and we recently had in the summertime a concert of our sisters, uh, kind of for the. It was outside our St Andrew's convent. There's like a big pavilion area, and people came and um, and our yeah sisters singing music they had written. And well, two things that remind me of this paragraph is one, they, they kind of called, we're working on it. They haven't, they haven't made it yet, but their, their album, quote unquote album mm-hmm. called Sapling. Mm-hmm. And where did this name Sapling come from? But it was from a, a good friend of ours, Father Glenn CFR. And he, I'm not, I'm just going to paraphrase the quote, but he said, you know, in the world, in the church right now, you hear the sound of a lot of big, like large trees falling. Mm-hmm. He said, but you never hear the sound of a thousand saplings rising. That's awesome. You know, and it's like, wow. And like, yeah, like this promise, like the resurrection is happening. And I was also struck as, you know, we're working on just some little videos from this this uh, event, and you can find them on our YouTube channel. But uh, Sister's saying, she's describing the music she had written, and she said, you know, this is basically all about how God is not distant. Yeah. How he's not distant. And it's like, yes, that's right. Like, you nailed it. Yes. And I think this is kind of what this paragraph is saying. God is not distant. This resurrection is happening. There are a thousand saplings rising. Let's open our eyes to see it. Wow, sister. That is so powerful. And it is the power of life over death. um, Mm -hmm. That the power of the resurrection, that Jesus, you know, who suffered, died, and risen, is the master of all the events of history. And this is where we have certainty. This is where we have a sign of sure hope and solace, Mm -hmm. right? that we are moving towards a new Jerusalem mm-hmm. and to keep that in mind and get, to keep that before us always, uh, always to live and to serve in the light of eternity. Mm-hmm. 
It's powerful stuff, sister. I wonder, before we go, do you have any challenges? My challenge would be to read the Gospel of Mark this week. That's awesome. <laughs> what to, should we be looking for? Basically, like, we're ending this this document. I know it's the whole trajectory from the birth of Jesus to his death and resurrection, right? Mm -hmm. And how his life conquers, his love conquers, the victory of his love. And so I think just reading the Gospel of Mark, it's the shortest gospel. You could probably read it in an hour. Mm -hmm. But just reading it and letting it wash over you, but letting his victory and the victory of his life wash over you, um, I think it would be really powerful. It is beautiful, sister. Yeah. Yeah. That's my challenge. Awesome. I'm going to do it this week. Cool. I encourage you to do it too. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. What about you before we go? Before we go, actually, I just want to, as you were saying, sister, we have a God who's close, a God who's sovereign, a God who is so powerful. And as you even look through this document, there are so many references to who God is. And even, I'm just going to read like 20 of them that I picked up. Great. And I would invite you, as I'm saying them, whichever one jumps out to you, whichever one touches your heart, Pray with it this week. Mm -hmm. Live beneath it this week. Mm -hmm. um, remember it and look to it this week. And let it bring grace. So here we are. These are titles of God that you can find in the gospel of life. Just a handful. The Father. God who calls us to share in his very life. God who so loved the world that he gave his only son. Creator. God who expressed his will to communicate his own life to men. Purifying and consecrating them. God, the source and defender of life. God, who is with us to free us from the darkness of sin and death and to raise us up to life eternal. Savior, with the power to ensure a future to those without hope. The living God, the Father who sees in secret. The Lord, who is my strength and my song and my salvation. He who makes life the object of his gentle and intense love. God, who loves the living. God who gives man life and makes him a manifestation of God in the world, a sign of his presence, a trace of his glory. Amen. 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 That's Pick awesome. one of those. I really love that. Yeah, there's more. I mean, this it, it's actually the document is full of them. Um, God, the definitive goal and fulfillment of every person. Wow. It's just, it's just so rich. And yeah, live within and beneath it. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. Amen. Well, thank you. It's really been a, a treat. Yeah, it's good to be with you, sister. Yeah. Uh, shall I close with a prayer? That'd be great. Okay, well, I just want to close with a prayer that actually uh, Jean-Paul II closed with. Uh, so I'm just going to read it to you. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Mary, bright dawn of the new world, mother of the living, to you do we entrust the cause of life. Look down, O Mother, upon the vast numbers of babies not allowed to be born, of the poor whose lives are made difficult, of men and women who are victims of brutal violence, of the elderly and the sick, killed by indifference or out of a misguided mercy. Grant that all who believe in your Son may proclaim the gospel of life with honesty and love to the people of our time. Obtain for them the grace to accept that gospel as a gift ever new the joy of celebrating it with gratitude throughout their lives, and the courage to bear witness to it resolutely in order to build together with all people of goodwill the civilization of truth and love to the praise and glory of God, the creator and lover of life. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless and keep all of you. So good to be with you. Be with you. See you next time. 
This was Let Love Podcast for the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.